Welcome to Getting Melfi with Mark and Meg, a podcast where we talk all things taboo from self-care to sex work. Get ready to be comfortable with all things uncomfortable. Now let's get Melfi. Hey guys, welcome back to Getting Melfi. Your host, Marg, here. Um, How good was Emma? Oh my god. Her episode last week on women's reproductive health and um, a little bit of period splashed in there. Oh my god. It was just, it was unreal. I learned personally so much about my body and we connected on such a good way. We talked about diva cups because everyone knows I love my diva cup. Um, And actually we teamed up with her um, for a giveaway, uh, which includes a diva cup and a copy of taking charge of your fertility. And that giveaway is still going on. It'll close tonight. So get your last minute entries in while you can. I don't know when you're listening. So it'll close on Monday night. Um, And then we'll review the winner um i'm super stoked about that um i'm also gonna send you some getting mouthy swag with that as well so make sure you get your entries in while you can so um i don't know if you can tell but i'm quite stuffed up today (laughs) um if we have to pause to cough please just excuse me um i got the you know classic fall cold that everyone got i thought i had it beat but Apparently not. I've been taking oil oregano religiously and I've been juicing like no other. Um, but I still managed to get it. So we're here. We're resting up. Um, and yeah, you're just going to have to listen to my snotty voice for this episode today. Um, so today I'm going to kind of get a little vulnerable with you guys. I want to talk about seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD. Um, it's a mental illness and I personally feel like I've been struggling with it quite a bit this year, more than normal. So I just want to, yeah, talk about this and kind of get a little vulnerable with it. It's, as we know, mental health is a taboo topic and I'm kind of just like, I'm feeling a bit like... I'm feeling a bit uneasy, not uneasy, I'm feeling a bit uneasy, um, knowing that I'm about to get quite vulnerable with you guys, um, and it's kind of, yeah, it's, like, scaring me a little bit, but then I think of it, um, I need to, like, practice what I preach, like, talk, talking about these things and normalizing them, and, um, if I had, like, an ailment, if seasonal defective disorder was, say, like on my arm say my arm broke every fall (laughs) um I would be fine talking about that so I'm just yeah kind of trying to practice what I preach and just talk about it but we're gonna get a little vulnerable so here we go talking about taboo topics guys that's what getting mouthy's all about so with that being said talking about sad I kind of wanted to start out just by saying some gratitudes because although I'm sad, saying gratitudes, it does help. um, I'm recording this in the morning, so starting your day off with some gratitudes helps put your mind in a different, in a more positive perspective for the day. So 
they're all over the ground now too so it's just absolutely beautiful outside I love it um, I'm also grateful for my relative health, <laughs> although I may not be super healthy today. In the grand scheme of things, I am relatively healthy. Um, I don't have any major illnesses. I don't have any major diseases, so I feel pretty lucky in that way. I am, of course, grateful for my friends and family, even if I don't see them terribly often because I am awfully busy with all the things in my life. I am so grateful for their support, their love, um, and everything that they do for me and the rest of our family. Um, I am grateful that I have food in the fridge. I (laughs) just went grocery shopping the other day, so I have quite a lot of food in the fridge, which is very exciting. Um, I'm grateful for the food in the fridge and the privilege I have that awards me my food in my fridge. I actually went to the food bank the other day I was making some donations I was clearing out my pantry and um just yeah I wanted to donate to the food bank so I um, took it there and I just I had this overwhelming feeling of gratitude that I never had to use the food bank in my life and I never had to um I never had to use the food bank and I just I feel so so grateful for that um I, when I was in there, there was a woman in there and, um, also I didn't know that you had to make an appointment to go to the food bank. Um, so that was a new thing for me. I also learned that, um, in order to access the food bank, you have to have an address, uh, which seemed kind of strange, I guess, to me. Um, but that's the rules. That's how it goes. So, but uh, when I was in the food bank, um, there was this woman in there with me and, um, I didn't. I was fine, but I think that she, I just kind of got the energy from her that maybe she felt a little uncomfortable, maybe a little ashamed, maybe, maybe a little shame came there. And it was just, I felt really bad for her because I'm like, you know, like I was born into a very privileged life and I'm very grateful for that, that I had never had to be here, but like not everyone has the same luck and or not everyone, yeah, not everyone's in the same situation, I just, like, wanted to give her a hug, being, like, it'll be okay, it will, like, it'll get better, and this is all just me assuming how she felt, which maybe isn't the best, but, um, yeah, so I just, I don't know, I feel very, very grateful that I have food in my fridge, and I have enough money to feed myself, and, um, my partner, and, yeah, we have enough money to feed our ourselves and um still have a little money left over to donate um spare food to those in need adding on to that i'm also extremely thankful for my education and being able to go to university and get a post-secondary education with the support of my friends and family and i just i that's really important to me and getting that education allowed me to be here with you doing this podcast and talking about that these um taboo things and I'm just I'm really grateful for that I'm also grateful for the freedom to make this podcast not everyone could be able to not everyone could be allowed to so I'm just I'm really grateful to be here with all of you and all the support that all of you have showed getting mouthy over the last 
11 weeks now. Um, 11 weeks and beyond, I guess. We've had 11 weeks of podcasts, but we have had um, support prior to that. So I'm very grateful for the podcast, the freedom to make the podcast, and just everything else in my life. Um, Wow, I feel good now. I challenge you to pause this podcast if you have to. Maybe just say it while I'm talking. Um, Think of, try and think of three gratitudes, three things you're grateful for today. um, And just see where that takes your mindset. I've just spent that five minutes talking about my gratitudes and I already feel, I feel better. I feel better for sure. So what is seasonal affective disorder? So according to uh, the Canadian Mental Health Association with the BC division, uh, because we are in the wet coast of Canada and it's gray like all day here. One time I heard someone describe the weather on the West Coast and it was we have light gray days and dark gray days. <laughs> and I thought that was very fitting and funny uh, because it's true. Think about it. Like if it's raining, it's probably a dark gray day. If it's not raining, but it's still cloudy as it usually is, it's a light gray day or it's sunny, which rarely happens, uh, especially this time of year. Um, so seasonal defective, dis- seasonal affective disorder is a kind of depression that appears at certain times of the year. It usually begins in the fall when days get shorter and lasts through the winter. Um, seasonal affective disorder can also happen in the summer, which I learned, but would kind of make sense. Um, they attribute seasonal affective disorder, seasonal affective disorder, God, I'm just going to say sad, okay? So they attribute sad to um, a lack of sunlight, but that doesn't really check out for the summer months. And I can kind of, thinking back, I can remember definite times in the summer where I felt a little, felt a little bummed, which everyone knows I love summer. So, um, that is, that bums me out even more being bummed in the summer because now I'm wasting my summer being bummed. So it's just, it's stupid. It's a cycle. Um, but I can kind of see it. Maybe it's just, maybe it's linked to just the change in season and uh, change in the amount of sunlight even if it's an increase in sunlight it's just a different it's a change for your body and your mental well-being so it's thought that two to three percent of canadians experience sad um and that would be i guess the extreme form of sad but fifth but another 15 percent of people experience a milder form of sad so that's up to what 17 or 18 percent of canadians experience sad and that number comes from, sorry, it doesn't come from, but it's thought that 13 to 17% of people who develop SAD had an immediate family member who also had SAD. Um, checks out for me. I think some of my, or sorry, I know some of my family members suffer from SAD. Um, and SAD makes up of 10% of all depression cases. So, like, that's a pretty big number, I think. Um if like 17 to 18% of people are experiencing some version of sad, that's, that seems like a lot. And that's, that's tough. Like I, I think I suffer probably just from the mild version of sad. However, a couple days this week, I was really depressed. Like I haven't been this sad. I don't think ever like sad, like not seasonal defect sort of sad. I've been, um, 
I haven't been this mentally unwell. Like, I don't know if ever, like a couple days this week, I was just like crying. I was so, so depressed. Like, and it was on those two days were dark gray days. So the weather definitely could have had, well, the weather does have everything to do with it, I think. So some symptoms of sad are feeling like sleeping all the time or having trouble getting in good night's sleep. So just sleep generally, being tired all the time, um, changes in appetite, particularly craving sugary and starchy foods. Well, (laughs) that's just like my life. (laughs) Gaining weight, feeling sad, guilty or down, feeling hopeless, feeling irritable, um, avoiding people or activities, feeling tense and stressed, or losing interest in sex or other physical contact. Um, yeah, I feel like that affects, I feel like my symptoms, I just spoke out all of my symptoms. Um, so other people who would affect as well, sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm jumping, jumping kind of everywhere on this, but, um, I'm just reading off of a website. So, <laughs> um, so people who are at risk for SAD, um, adults are at a higher risk for SAD, um, than teenagers and youth. And then once it, um, once you hit 50, your risk factor for it goes down again. Um, women are also at a higher risk for SAD. So watch out ladies. Um, some research has found that women may be up to nine times more likely to be diagnosed than men. So, and I don't know if that's maybe because of the social stigma of men feeling down and having a mental illness, um, so watch out for the, watch out ladies, like, this can seriously affect you, but check on the guys in your life, like, although women may be nine times more likely, that's not to say men can't suffer from this too, so make sure, just check on everyone in your life, and don't wait for them to reach out to you, reach out to them, like, if you're, if you're as depressed as I was the other day, and, um, I've never experienced that before, so I, like, that, I can't imagine that happening every day. I, I don't want to reach out to someone. So, excuse me, just reach reach out to your friends and your family and check in. Like, do we do check ins on the podcast? Check in with everyone in your life. Um, and then further, people in northern countries or cities are more likely to experience sad. To experience sad. Um, in Canada, living on the west coast, being further from the equator. Um, you're more likely to experience that, which, yeah, checks out. Less daylight, less sunlight. Totally makes sense. So, yeah, I, those are kind of some statistics um, on sad, what it's about, who it's affected, who who is affected by it. Um, but then some things that they suggest could help you as well. Um Spending more out time, spending more time outdoors during the day, um, just trying to arrange the spaces you spend the most time to maximize sunlight exposure, keep your curtains open during the day, trim tree branches and hedges, that may be kind of drastic if you live at home and your parents aren't down for that, move furniture so you can sit near a window, or if you exercise indoors, set up your exercise equipment by a window, um, I know, I'm trying to think of the gyms where around I live, I think they have quite a few, I think they have quite a bit of natural light coming in, um, but if, yeah, if you're at home, 
um, maybe even try doing a workout outside. I know if it's pouring rain, maybe that's not ideal, but, um, if it's, if there's a break from the rain, just try doing a workout outside. You might get a little wet, but you're going to get sweaty anyways. So what's a little more moisture, um, install skylights again, that's kind of drastic. Um, but you can add lamps. I know my salt lamp has helped me. They have those, um, those what are they called those like uh mood lamps they just like release natural light i guess i think you can get them at costco they're kind of pricey but i mean if they're gonna better your mental health there's no price for that um make sure you are just doing physical activity um that helps uh, making a habit of taking just a walk just taking a break um and if all else fails, try a winter vacation in a sunny climate. Well, yeah, but <laughs> if you're a student, then that's not always an option because of financials. Um, another one they suggest, try to resist carbohydrates and sleep cravings that come with SAD. So all very good examples, but now I want to talk about my experience because, I mean, we all know textbook experience is one thing, but real experience is a whole other thing completely so I'm just in years past I th- I think I have certainly uh, um I have been affected by sad I've just attributed it to um me and my friends we explain when we're like feeling down we say we get in these funks and I think I've probably just um accredited sad to these funks that I get in um but yeah I think they certainly could have definitely probably highly likely have been sad so I don't want to self-diagnose here but um I I think there's a strong possibility that it could have been the milder form of sad I am that I am in that 15 percent that experience a milder form so now this past week I I was really just bummed the weather it was it had been sunny and then the weather just really turned and it was like it was a dark it was a dark gray day um and I woke up and I was going to go do things and I did I got up and I washed the dishes and if you've listened to previous episodes you know I like that as my morning routine to wash dishes make breakfast kind of chill before I get going and I washed the dishes and then I just I sat down on the couch and I just couldn't I literally and I never experienced this before I couldn't do anything I couldn't get up I couldn't even fathom leaving the house I couldn't I couldn't do anything and it was strange and so I just sat on my phone and sat on Instagram and then I made my way to bed and then I just slept. So basically everything that they told me not to do, I did. But I just, I couldn't do anything else. I was so sad. And then Dylan got home from work and I was just, I was, I thought that would improve my mood, just him being around. And it didn't, nothing helped my mood. I was just so sad. And then we worked on the trailer as we do every night of our lives <laughs> and I was just I like couldn't do I was just sitting there on Instagram and I was just sad and then I was like I think because I was so depressed that I was like nitpicking him and being like why are you supporting you know just like being 
um, unfair like that. And that's not fair for him. That's not fair for our relationship. But I was just so sad (laughs) that that's all I could do. And then, so whatever, we came home. I was sad. We went to bed. I slept some more. And then, like, I also... I, I slept for like, I think that was the night I slept for like 12 and a half hours. Like, I don't know if I was so exhausted because I was so sad and depressed or I was like, I don't know what it was, but like this girl can sleep, but like 12 and a half hours seems a bit excessive. Um, but I had set my alarm for that morning and I just couldn't get up. Like I kept pressing suppress news for like an hour, which is stupid. <laughs> and then so finally I just turned my alarm off and I just kept sleeping and like, I just couldn't get up, and, like, that's been happening, it wasn't just that one day, that's been happening, like, quite a bit lately, and I think it's because it's darker in the mornings, and that, uh, that makes it hard for me to get up, too, when it's darker in the mornings, um, so, yeah, that's not, that's not super fun, um, but then, so I went to bed, and I thought the next day would be better, I thought this was just, like, a day funk thing, Um, and then I woke up the next morning and like I said, I slept for 12 and a half hours. So I woke up and I just like, you know, do my morning scroll on my phone, just the huge. And I was, yeah, just kind of the norm. And then I got up and I still felt like, no, okay. I didn't feel like shit. Okay, so I slept for a long time. So I'm trying to recall my days. So I had slept for a long time and then I got up and then I made breakfast. I did the dishes again and my sister came over and we went for a walk because I was like, you know what? We need to get outside. We need to do something. We need to do some exercise or something. So she came over and then we drove and we went for a walk somewhere and it was nice. It was good. It was nice to get out in nature and nice to take a few steps. Um... So then I got home and she left and then it was even worse. Like I was a few hours after she had left, it was the depression was worse, like so much worse. And I just, I didn't know what to do because I had exercised, which normally that helps me and eating healthy also helps me, which prior to these couple days, I wasn't eating the best. So I had really been making a conscious effort to like eat pretty clean the last couple days and so I was like okay I've been eating okay I don't like it probably it takes more than two days to you know like (laughs) reverse the effects of some shitty eating but I I was still and usually like even if I'm even if it's not directly affecting my body like in my mind I know that I'm doing better so it's usually better but I was just so depressed but even if I had gotten outside and was eating good and I was just until I got home from work, we went over the trailer and I was just like, I remember I was literally just sitting there and staring at the wall and not even feeling like I was any, just feeling like nothing and just like thinking like, why am I so depressed? Like just, I'm literally just feeling like numb, I guess, like emotionless. Just like if I looked at myself in the mirror, I would just look like, like an empty body, like just nothing like oh it was bad and so then we came home and I just was crying which I couldn't do prior because I wanted to cry I just couldn't 
But then I just came home and I was just crying and I remember just hugging Dylan and I was just like, I don't like being this sad. I hate being this sad. Like this sucks, blah, blah, blah. And I was literally just crying about how sad I was because it's not like me. Like I get in these funks, but man, I'm not ever usually like this. So I decided I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm sad. I'm extraordinarily sad right now, but I need to do something about it. So I was I washed my hair. I literally just washed my hair. And although it didn't really help that night, just washing my hair, I just had a shower and washed my hair. That's all I did. And half the time when I have a shower, I don't wash my hair because I try not wash my hair all the time. But it was hair wash day, conveniently. So I just, I washed my hair. And then I went to bed. And then it took me a bit to go to fall asleep because I was thinking about how depressed I was. And I was like, oh God, I hope this doesn't carry on till tomorrow. Like, this is awful. So then I woke up the next day and I was like, you know what, Margaret? My hair is washed. Let's do my hair. Because doing my hair always makes me feel better. So I got up and I did my hair. And I had a smoothie for breakfast. And I did my hair. And and then I put on a cute outfit. And then pretty soon I was doing the things that I had procrastinated for two days and I was on the upswing and things were looking up so for me just that little that little aspect of taking the small baby steps to get ready I guess so like washing my hair the night prior and so it was ready to be done the next morning so then I just spent 15-20 minutes doing my hair And then after that, I was like, you know what? Let's put on a cute outfit. So then I put on a cute outfit. And from that, I was feeling more motivated. And for me, when I look good and I, when I look good, I feel good. Like that saying, look good, feel good. It resonates with me so much. So I just, that's all I did. And that's all I had to do was turn my mood around. And although it became, it went from dark gray days to a light gray day. So that probably helped as well. Um, and, um, as I said before, I'm grateful for my relative health. I am relatively healthy. I don't experience depression all the time. Um, I think I experience mild sad, but I don't experience depression. So that also helped me come out of this, I think. Um, but just those two days where I just felt like I never want to feel like that ever again. It was horrible. And I think I have a uh, newfound um I always empathized with people who had who suffer from depression because I can't imagine not wanting to get out of bed and like every day but when you are so cripplingly sad you literally can't do anything I I can't imagine and I'm probably not saying this in the right way I I'm probably gonna mess something up here and I don't hope to offend everyone I'm literally trying to give you the most empathy ever um, so if I can say this in a better way, just let me know, please. But, um, or if using, if being sad isn't the right way to describe depression, then, uh, let me know. But the way I felt was just in these two days was just unbearable and I can't imagine living with that every day. So my heart seriously goes out to people suffering from mental illness and, hashtag bell let's talk um let's talk about mental illness and because the day so it was yesterday that I felt cute 
or got cute or whatever. Uh, actually, no, sorry, that was two days ago. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so a few days ago when I got cute and I was coming out of it, um, my sister came over again and my dad was here and we were all hanging out and it was good and it made me feel really good and a lot better. And then as soon as they left, Dylan got home from work and it was just like I was surrounded by people all day and it was just, it was awesome. And yeah, it was just, it was great. So it was awesome. Just being surrounded by people was amazing. It really, again, yeah, helped me pull me out of my mood. So if you are depressed or whatever, I know people say reach out and that's hard, but seriously, just do what you can. Do what you can for yourself. Take care of yourself, please. Let's beat seasonal affective disorder this year guys like do remember the things it it really it occurred to me the other day I was or yeah so when I was in one of these sad episodes I was thinking what did I love to do before I before I was sad before before this happened and and I love getting ready I love looking cute and so that I just tried to remember what what made me happy before this happened or before before I got sad I guess and please I was only sad for like two days majorly sad for two days so I um I feel like I don't have a lot of pull in the depression category um but yeah so just if all it if you can only do one thing do a simple thing do wash your hair have a shower if that's all you can do is have a shower and wash your hair in order for you to be able to curl it straighten it put it in a bun whatever makes you feel good about yourself if that is a small step that will help to pull you out then do it one of my best friends <laughs> calls it maintenance day and where she shaves she waxes she plucks she washes she does it all and I will credit her for <laughs> maintenance days because maintenance days help maintenance days make me feel great too where you shave your body you wash your hair you shower you feel cute and just getting yourself back to that place where you can look good therefore feel good is so helpful so that helps me. Another thing that really helps me, I found, is my salt lamp. Um, I have had it for a couple years now, and I literally leave it on 24 hours a day. It, I don't. I haven't turned it off in two years, um, except when the light bulb dies, which has only happened once. So it's a pretty good life, I would say, um, for being on 24 hours for two years. I've only had to change the light bulb once. Um, sometimes it gets a little dodgy. It turns off by itself. You just got to turn it back on, and we're good to go. Um so a salt lamp they're like I think I got mine for 25 bucks at Canadian Tire and it helps so much just that little bit of light that is on all the time and it's not like a ugly fluorescent light or like a yeah like an ugly overhead light it's just nice a nice soft and you can adjust the brightness and so I mean <clears throat> that helps me I should hope or I would hope it would help you um another thing that really helps me is having a tidy house um boosts my mental health um so when there's dishes when there's laundry when their bathroom's dirty when there's shit everywhere <laughs> uh, which happens quite frequently because i'm moving um but when that happens i don't feel 
I feel like I just don't care. There's there's a theory in criminology and it's called SEPTED, crime prevention through environmental design. And I really, I think about it in all aspects of my life because although I'm not committing a crime, but it's, it talks about when, so they design buildings and spaces in a certain way so people don't commit crimes. Um, for instance, let's say there was um, a wall. There was a wall. It was a blank wall and it kept getting um, graffitied, like just people were tagging it, whatever. So um, then they decided to put some art on it um and it could be graffiti art I know we have this um downtown where I live um and so there's some graffiti art and I guess it's like a a code where you don't graffiti over other artists art and because of that there's actual there's real art and it looks and it's beautiful and there's murals and it's beautiful people don't uh vandalize over it anymore and so that's like it's tidy it's nice um people don't people respect it more and that's the same goes yeah with like a park or um, a street or whatever like if there's garbage laying around you don't respect it as much as you would if you went into a neighborhood where it was completely clean and well landscaped and everything and I kind of revert that that back to my house too like when I'm like the house is the I guess I, I am the respect. I don't know. So, but if my house is dirty, then I, in a way, don't respect my. Well, it's not that I don't respect myself. I just don't take as good care of myself because I just don't care. The house is a mess. I'm just so overwhelmed, and everything. So, just keeping a tidy space really helps me as well. Um, and then I've I've recently come into the plant realm, <laughs> which is a dangerous, a dangerous game because I want all of the plants in all of the cute pots and I want them everywhere. Um, but that's another thing that helps help me too, having some greenery around and having something to care for because I don't have a pet. Um, so yeah, just having something to care for. That's what they say. Plants, pets, babies. So one step one guys (laughs) not saying any any other things are coming soon but we may be on the plans for a while but still we're here so yeah I hope this helped you guys I I know it helped me and just like working through these emotions and just talking about it talking about it always helps talking about it has never not helped so I just want us to talk about it if you're suffering from seasonal affective disorder um I know I said that people should reach out. It's important to check on people in your life. And yeah, I will make a note of checking on people in my life. But if you are suffering and you want someone to talk to, slide into my DMs. Slide personal or getting mouthy. I don't care. Literally, I'll talk to you about anything forever. Um, let's just chat. Let's chat about what what you liked before you were sad. Bef- in the summer when you were happy assuming you were happy in the summer, what was something that you did every day? What was a habit you did? What was, what is something you really enjoy doing? And let's take those baby steps to get you back to that place, back to that place of happiness and joy and laughter and light and all of those wonderful things. So guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Getting Mouthy. It would be so lovely if you could 
share subscribe like follow us getting milky podcast on instagram um do all those other things on your favorite listening platform every rate review share like subscribe helps us more than you know um like i said in my gratitudes i am so grateful for you guys and the support you showed us thus far and i can't wait to continue getting mouthy with you guys for uh forever let's get let's get mouthy forever until all these topics are no longer taboo and we can freely speak about them then we'll find something else to talk about um all right guys have an excellent week um don't forget to enter the giveaway today this morning if you're listening monday morning we'll be drawing monday evening so don't forget to listen and, or don't forget to listen. Don't forget to enter and you can win a diva cup and a copy of taking charge of your fertility and some getting mouthy swag. All right, guys. Love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.